Hello and welcome to the Journeys to Wellness podcast. This episode is all about conscious communication or non-violent communication and this is such an important skill not just to improve romantic relationships but to improve all of the relationships in your life. We talk about how we learn how to communicate from our parents, We learn some tools and strategies to become more conscious of our communication and to communicate in really effective ways that leave us feeling really good and leave our partners, friends, or whoever we're communicating with feeling good, meeting our needs, and how we can create a good relationship with ourself because all of our other relationships are a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. So we reference some of our other podcasts, share some amazing strategies to really support you with this key part of being human so i really hope you take even just a few key things away from this podcast to support you in moving more harmoniously through all relationships in your life hello and welcome to the journeys to wellness podcast with jane and luke we're here to support you on your own journey to wellness today we're talking about essentially conscious communication it could also be called non-violent communication and I was just talking with Jane my mum before about how this is something that she's taught me that has really helped me in my life and the way that I communicate with others and like for any relationship not just for like a romantic relationship but even with friends with people that you work with even people that you meet in the shop just how you can communicate really effectively And so Jane, would you be able to talk maybe a little bit about like a sort of intro to, I guess, conscious communication and kind of what that means, what that looks like, and then we'll get into some strategies and stuff to support you with actually putting this into place in your life. Sure, Luke. I'd love to, because it's such an important thing. And I think a lot of us never got taught how to communicate consciously and clearly And so many, many people, and we see it in the world around us, with road rage, all sorts of things, people bottle up their emotions, they can get angry, and then they explode. Yeah. And they, you hear it time and time again, oh, well, I have a right to express my anger. Yeah. Uh, If I'm angry, I'll tell you, and I'm really angry, and... and then, and sometimes people can just really go overboard and say things they really regret saying, etc. Yeah. And I think so. It's really important to have have some fundamentals around what is appropriate, and also to know that it's our basic human right to be spoken to with respect. Yeah. And it's another person's human right to be spoken to with respect. Yeah. So I, we, it, it's a two-way thing. And to, to really hold that knowledge mm. that if I'm in a bad mood and I'm really feeling elevated, it's probably not a good time to speak to somebody. Yeah. I just need to start noticing it. And I think that's a really cool key point that this is an important boundary, but it's often a boundary for, if not all of us, most of us that has been completely crossed 
on so many occasions and to mention as well how you say it, we haven't been taught to communicate properly and that we where do we learn to communicate mainly from our parents so often we may find ourselves playing out oh, oh this is what my dad used to do like he'd get really angry and oh that I'm getting angry and maybe we're starting to notice oh I'm I'm playing out these patterns I even know where they're from I know I learned it from my parents like we've studied that we know it's it's quite obvious of course when you're a kid you learn from those around you and it could also be I don't know you learn it from a teacher or something at school or even from friends and so if we find ourselves in these situations where we are like getting really angry or maybe we haven't made that link yet that we this oh this is what my mum used to do this is what my dad used to do yeah and so in your work with clients how do you support people with like maybe if they've noticed that or they haven't noticed that building a better kind of relationship and really respecting that boundary with themselves like you say this is a really important boundary so how can we kind of re cultivate that and recreate that and one of the first things I do with clients is we we talk about the effect of those strong angry emotions on the body we know that when we're super super angry our blood pressure rises yeah and if we're boiling and roiling all the time (laughs) chances are we are going to have health issues yeah because if our blood pressure rises then often we're not breathing deeply. So we're not breathing right down into our diaphragm area. Mm. And so our heart is not getting the oxygen it needs. And at, at the same time, it's important to know that anger is a genuine emotion. We are allowed to be angry, mm. but it's what we do with it. And one of the things I say to my clients is, Yeah, you're allowed to be angry. That was awful what that person did to you. That was so not acceptable. But then that's when the match is lit. So the match is lit. I am angry. And then I've got a choice. I have a choice. And it's so starting to notice when the match is lit. And I have one of two choices. I can let the match fall down and hit the gasoline and there's going to be an almighty explosion. And then I'll probably be blamed for being the crazy nutty one who always is the one that loses their temper or is out of control. Or I can notice that the match is lit and I can blow it out. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to roll over and take whatever the person is dishing out to me. Mm. It's not saying that at all. What it's saying is... I am in control now because when we're angry what we know is that we're not our brain is not functioning at its optimal capacity our brain has rerouted from the prefrontal cortex the reasoning part of the brain and it's rerouted to our more ancient survival brain yeah and when it does that we are not at our best yeah, so it's like you're, as we've talked about before, almost in your like fight and flight and mm. your brain, like you're just saying, it's <clears throat> the part of us that makes us human, the prefrontal cortex, which is our like reasoning, compassion, understanding, almost gets turned off. And so we can easily forget these things. And so it's like in that moment when the match is lit, 
what can we do? Yeah. And so it, it can be, I had one client who said to me many years ago, a client who said, my husband was doing something so annoying. They snapped at me for, and I'd been having a really bad day. I'd come home, had a really bad day. They snapped at me. And in the past, before she'd done therapy, she said what she would have done was just screamed back at her husband mm. and may have said something really hurtful. Yeah. And then she would have, she said she would have been shaking for the next few hours because the adrenaline would have just been pumping through her body. But instead, she communicated with herself first. So I think that's one of the keys of really good communication, mm. of, of, is communicating with myself first. What's going on in me right now? And if I'm really elevated and the match is lit, and she said, Jane, I was so pleased to have your stop strategy because I, in my, in my brain, not out loud, she said, in my brain, I screamed stop when her husband yelled at her. And she turned around. She couldn't, she said, I couldn't remember anything else, but all I could remember was stop. Yeah. And she turned around and she went into her bedroom and she just sat there shaking and then she remembered, ah, tea, take a breath. Yeah, yeah. And she did a whole lot of breathing. And then she was like, oh, observe what's going on inside me. I'm really angry. I've had a shitty day. And my husband has growled at me for leaving my shoes at the front door. Such a small thing. Yeah. And, and then she said, oh, observe what's going on for him. And she remembered. She thought... Oh yeah. He his mother's really sick yeah. at the moment and he's really struggling with that. Yeah. And he's worried cuz she may die. And then she went to the pee. Okay. Proceed mindfully, proceed with compassion. And she thought, "Wow. I need to be a bit kinder to him because he's he's not at his best. I'm not at his at my best." But she had the skills. He hadn't had any counselling. He didn't have the skills. Mm, yeah. And so she thought, I can be the bigger person here. And when she, she said, I got to that point of reasoning in my mind. I was sitting in my bedroom. And then she said, she, at the end of it, she thought, what, was, what, what were we arguing about? What? And she couldn't even remember mm. at the end of it. And she thought, wow, that was really powerful because... I was going to tell him I hated him, I wanted a divorce, all these things. And then she said when her brain had come back online to her prefrontal yeah. cortex, she couldn't even remember what it was about except that he'd been angry with her. Yeah. And then she went out and she spoke to him with empathy and compassion. And something we'd also talked about is using I statements. Yeah. So not throwing the blame at them. And she just said, oh, hun, I've had a really tough day today and I'm really tired. I'm sorry if I snapped at you before. Yeah. And she said, and he said, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really sorry too because I snapped at you and... I shouldn't have 
Yeah. And it changed the whole dynamic. Yeah, that's really cool. And so some key things I kind of got from what you said is like the relationship. Firstly, the relationship with ourself kind of reflects into every other relationship. So first thing first is noticing the relationship you have with yourself. How do you communicate with yourself? Are you always going <laughs> like you would, wouldn't want someone to speak to you? Oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you, you need to work harder. Oh, you're such a mess or you, you're not good enough to do this. You don't have the skills. You're a fraud. You're an imposter like all of these things and do we let ourselves kind of believe these voices or how do we communicate do we be, do we at the end of the day oh that was really hard i'm noticing i'm feeling negative and like we've talked about in previous episodes what strategies do we use with ourselves? are we the one that continues ruminating and going down that hole and then we go onto instagram and start comparing and oh everyone else's life so much better than mine or do we Oh, wow, I'm feeling quite tired at the end of the day. Oh, I haven't done any exercise today. I'll go do a workout because I know I'll feel more energized and better after that or whatever. And so that is a really key thing. It is. In terms of creating good communication. And this, like, I feel like everything we talk about each week, it's all so linked together. All of these aspects of self relationships with others Ram Dass had a great quote which was all I can do for you is work on myself and all you can do for me is work on yourself and that's the key I think it's a two-way street yeah and so having compassion not just for ourselves and working on ourselves and understanding where we're at but also understanding the other person yeah. And we also need that other person to understand us yeah. and to, to understand that we're practicing calm, caring, kind, non-violent communication. Yeah. And that's our, our basic human right. Yeah. And, and then hopefully we can get that from them as well. Mm. But often when we change our own approach they that other person can learn from our change in approach yeah because it's like we've talked about it a bit as well this concept of like a pattern interrupt and if you if that's been the pattern in your life and in your partner or friend or whoever you're communicating with life that they snap and then someone snaps back at them and it just builds up and then they either punch someone or they hurt themselves or they run away and feel really upset for the rest of the day. It's like interrupting that and being, wow, for the first time in my life, someone didn't react and they were actually kind to me and they saw that I, I didn't even know this, but actually I, I was suffering because, like in your example, my mum was sick and I'm worried she's dying or <laughs> whatever that might be in anyone's life. And I really liked what you said in the stop strategy. When we stop, it just takes one person. We don't both have to do it, but creating that space, taking those deep breaths, as we've talked about before, balancing your nervous system from the fight and flight activation, getting it into the parasympathetic, even if it's just a little bit, bringing your prefrontal cortex, your rational reasoning, compassionate mind online, we can start to see them with compassion. Wow, they're angry, but oh, this is why, and actually, 
if I choose to get angry at them, that's not going to help. It's not going to resolve this conflict. And in your example, which was really beautiful, like taking those moments and then going back and actually, I'm, I'm really sorry, what, whatever that is, giving them maybe what they need, which is like, I'm sorry if I came across, like I'm angry, sorry, I'm, I'm feeling really tired using that, like you said, the I am statements, not saying, uh, not blaming them, oh, it was you, you're so angry, I hate it when you're so angry, putting it on them, oh, I'm like taking ownership of your part of the relationship, yeah, I'm tired, and I'm sorry, and then it gives them the space, maybe they're like, okay, I feel better, or maybe then they'll reflect as well and be like, okay, yeah, oh yeah, I'm sorry too, what I did, that wasn't cool, and I'm, I'm really grateful that you were kind to me, because yeah, I am feeling <laughs> like really, really upset today, actually, because I had a hard day at work, or my mom's sick, <laughs> not to use that example too many times, but yeah. Yeah, and like whatever it might and that be. that links in to what we were talking about before Luke, before we started the podcast, which was when we were we both watched a little bit of the show in New Zealand by our wonderful uh, family or parenting clinical psychologist Nigel Latter. Yeah, and he uses the ABCs, which is always be calming. Yeah, and I think it's a really good rule of thumb. And I have had some clients say to me again, yeah, but it's my right to be angry. I want to be angry. It's my right to be incensed about things. But as we've just spoken about, that's going to get our blood pressure up. It's going to get the adrenaline pumping. It's going to activate the fight or flight response. And instead, we can, if we think ABCs, always be calming. Yes, I am incensed about this thing but I can be calming in this moment. I can take a really good breath. I can take another breath. Mm. And then I can go, okay, what are the facts of the situation here? What do I have control over? Yeah. I do have control over how I am going to respond. Yeah. And, and I've, uh, one of my really good friends, she told me about, the difference between reacting and responding, and she's told me this really cool story that if I can say it here, which is, she said, you know how paramedic, paramedics, they're called emergency responders. Yeah. They're not called emergency reactors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because as we know, imagine if a, a paramedic comes across a person that's had a crash, they're not going to go, oh, you stupid idiot, what the hell do you think you were doing? Why did you, yeah. you should have put your indicator on, what do you, you dumbass. Yeah, and then they start getting really angry, how yeah. could you do this, oh my god, you've killed someone. Like, yes, but they don't do that, they're yeah. ABC, always be calming. Yeah. They respond wisely, they respond with empathy and compassion, mm. and that's the way we should all communicating yeah and it's the way we can communicate just even to inspire people even if you've not really experienced that mm. you can still be that person for someone else you can be that person that yeah. breaks someone's pattern that they're like wow thank you 
I really appreciate that kindness. No one, actually no one's ever even done that to me before. Everyone else just reacts and I wonder if there's something wrong with me or whatever it is and then starting to help people as we talk about as well, we can understand things in our mind, but actually understanding how does it feel in my body when someone is kind to me. And then also for you and your relationship with yourself, noticing how you feel when you communicate calmly. And maybe you're thinking, oh, now I like to get angry. I want to be incensed. Like there's so many problems in the world. And as we say, this isn't to say that it's not okay to get angry or it's not okay to feel emotions, but it is bringing more awareness to it and not covering over but making space for what is there like Jane's beautiful analogy of the lit match the match can be burning it can be on fire it can be setting your fingers on fire as you're holding it but you don't have to drop it into the gasoline if there's a big gasoline tank underneath that match we have the power to blow that out which is using the strategy that we talk about so much because it's so powerful the stop strategy which is stopping taking a breath observing mindfully what's going on right now and then p proceed mindfully absolutely and this is not to say to people that are in an abusive situation so for example someone that's in a domestic violence situation where they have a spouse that's verbally attacking them and verbally pummel yeah. pummeling them and they're trying to use I statements, they're trying to be non-violent and they're trying to be compassionate and kind. If Some people just have to get out of a situation. Yeah. So that's not, not to say that those people should just stay in a situation and keep keep trying if you're in a violent situation whether it's psychologically or physically or sexually violent that's a whole different story and that's when it's really important to seek help to go and talk to a therapist an agency that you trust to get some more help on it yeah because you might be doing all that beautiful work using i statements having compassion and courage and using the stop strategy and it's just not working yeah and that that's not okay and that's when that's when i recommend it's important to get some help to get some outside perspective yeah and that could be like going to see a therapist and then making a plan maybe if i do want to leave how can i do it safely or maybe if your partner's willing to get them to come in as well so they can learn. But also understanding that relationships are a two-way street and if you're doing all this amazing work but that you're the person you're with, maybe it was great at the time when you met and you've been together for some time, but we'll talk more about this in one about conscious relationships, but sometimes in a relationship we might grow. And the person, they helped us so much, but sometimes it does no, it no longer supports our growth when we've done so much work and maybe they're still not doing it and we may have to make that decision. Again, as we said, it's your right to communicate and be communicated to non-violently. And if you feel like that's constantly being stepped over as you're creating these boundaries, it's not necessarily always the best place to be. Mm. So... It's cool that you mentioned that as well because I know a lot of people can be in those pretty intense 
like situations yeah. with people and so like you say it's really really helpful to get support with that because it that can be incredibly life-changing to just have someone there to talk it through with and get really clear about it and then maybe make a plan to best support both of you yeah yeah you never have to do anything on your own and it, it and, and alternatively when you do use those beautiful strategies that we've just talked about using i statements stopping taking a breath observing what's going on for me right now and then saying to your friend your partner your child i'm i'm just struggling right now it's been a really hard day who's not going to you know yeah uh, <clears throat> and but we yes hopefully we will get that really really good response but the other thing is it doesn't happen overnight yeah and we will learn to shift slowly but surely and and hopefully as we do then the others in our lives will appreciate that and shift accordingly yeah and i guess we could finish on the quote yeah that yeah you were talking about which kind of sums everything up yeah this is a really lovely quote from the it's called the non-violent communication organization and it was developed by a wonderful psychologist an american psychologist called marshall rosenberg and he said non-violent communication <clears throat> is based on the assumption that all human beings have capacity for compassion and empathy and that people only resort to violence or behavior harmful to others when they do not recognize more effective strategies for meeting needs mm, boom yeah that's beautiful and so realizing as we've talked about there are more effective ways to meet our needs and the needs of our partners and we can do that through communicating effectively and <clears throat> kind of summing up what we've talked about in this podcast beginning understanding that where do we learn how to communicate is largely from our parents and a lot of parents they were maybe doing the best they can and where did they learn to communicate from their parents and and back and back and back and this cycle continues until someone brings awareness to it and so understanding maybe if you're playing out these patterns and you're finding it's not working in your relationships understanding where you've learned it from it's the beginning of making a change and jane talked about the beautiful lit match analogy so it's like you could imagine there's a tank of gasoline and you're holding the match it's lit this is when you're so maybe someone snaps at you or you're about to you're about to unleash the bomb you're feeling really upset you're about to like tell your partner that you hate them you never loved them they're useless how how dare they stop stop strategy stop this could be stopping in the moment or it could be as your client said if that's the only thing you can remember just stop maybe you walk away you go into your room you shut the door you go for a walk outside you just create any space that you can take some breaths that will bring your brain essentially back online and it switches you from that fight and flight to the more just conscious 
prefrontal cortex activation where you're able to clearly think and then we're able to see and maybe even be more compassionate and understand yeah okay like they've had a tough day I don't actually need to get angry because that's just going to continue these patterns that my parents have had that I, I notice in others and I, I want to make a change so how do I make a change I have to have to do something really and we also talked about the strategy from Nigel Latter always be calming so when we're communicating we don't have to keep building up if someone gets angry at you it can be even in the moment breathing deep as you're talking and maybe that's saying like we talked about using the I statements like I'm I'm feeling really tired today maybe this isn't the right time to talk about this or hey I'm sorry I just need a few moments like yeah today's been really intense and not not blaming the other person I hate it when you talk to me like this how like I can't handle this right now or, I mean, <laughs> anyway and also understanding that it is your right like fundamental human right to communicate consciously and non-violently and also be communicated to in that way and often that's a boundary that has been completely broken but through this through this this practice and through bringing awareness to it we can break these patterns that we've been experiencing our whole life we can like we've talked about before you're literally rewiring your brain changing your body changing the way you react and you can be that person that can even inspire others or create that space for others to to feel safe as well and to be able to communicate effectively and they see you and they're like damn mm. I, I want to be like that yeah that is really awesome and incredibly powerful mm. and so I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Journeys to Wellness podcast. I think this is such an important one that can completely transform your life, the way you communicate with others. And just to finish, the relationship with yourself is almost a reflection for every other relationship that you experience. So noticing the relationship with yourself and if you want to get some more support with that, we did a beautiful podcast on the science of self-compassion. We talk about some good key points for developing that and Jane actually leads a beautiful meditation so check that out cool I hope you enjoyed this episode I think this one is so powerful in noticing the way we communicate with others and realizing that we can improve we can really bring harmony into all of our relationships even the relationship with ourself and knowing it might take some practice but the more we do it the better we get and it is so worth it see you next week on the journeys to wellness podcast